This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. the only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags and I am uh, hot off dual screen in both SummerSlam and UFC Fight Night, Cannoneer versus Gastelum. Uh, so yeah, a lot of uh, action to talk about. So let's quickly run through these uh, these early prelims. So we started the night in the welterweight division with Ramiz uh, Brahimaj picking up the, the first round sub against Sasha Paletnikov. Then we got Ignacio Bahamondes getting the third round, a very, very late knockout over Roosevelt Roberts. And then we got a first round knockout in the light heavyweight division, uh, William Nart with the knockout over Fabio Charant, uh, the first, first and I think only women's fight on the card. Um... Uh, Josian Nunes in the bantamweight division uh, getting the first round finish over B. Maleke. Uh, then we got our first de- first of many decisions of the night with uh, Brian Kelleher picking up the decision against Domingo Pilate in the bantamweight. And then the featured prelim uh, was Austin Lingo picking up the decision against Luis Saldana in the featherweight division. So then we had six fights on the main card. Uh, started with uh, Alexandra uh, Pantoja taking on Brandon Royville. Both these guys trying to uh, get back into title contention. Obviously, Brandon Royville had that uh, amazing war with Brandon Moreno uh, pretty recently. Uh, Brandon Moreno who's obviously gone on to become the, the, the kingpin here in the flyweight division after he, uh, his victory over Davidson Figueroa. And um, he, uh, in this fight, uh, Pantoja really kind of uh, started hot against uh, Brandon Royville, uh, quickly um, changes levels, uh, gets the fight to the floor, and Pantoja is, is like a little spider monkey all over the back of Brandon Royville, uh, able to to uh, get the back, uh, try and lock in uh, a choke. Uh, Royville does really well to kind of like... Uh, trying to escape uh he turns and rolls but it, uh that just uh gets him into more trouble because uh it ends up almost getting a a, a dark chalk locked in uh rival is able to to actually pull away and actually turns into the leg and looking for the for the ankle submission 
Uh, so we get uh, both guys locked up in Canada, almost like a figure four leg lock style move, uh, hammer fisting each other whilst, that, I mean that sounds so wrong, but uh, laying in hammer fists uh, whilst uh, trying to set up the, the heel hook. Uh, eventually Royval uh, realises it's not quite there, tries to adjust uh, and as he does, uh, Pantoja is able to get free and we get back to the feet. Uh, that's where Pantoja really kind of uh, um, started laying in with some great uh, right jabs. Really found his range quickly and 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 took a took a uh, a, a big lead in this first round for me. Uh, was really really impressive. Coming out into the second round, and again uh, uh, we saw a very intense, fast pace. Uh, from both guys, uh, Royval trying to swing with uh, with kicks, uh, but Pantoja is able to to time uh, the shoot, uh, but is unable to to secure the leg. Uh, Royval is able to to scramble free and get back to uh, a solid base, uh, throwing a lot of strikes. Uh, but Pantoja is able to work his way round to uh, to Brandon Royval's back, drags the action back to the floor, uh, gets the body lock. Uh, and this time gets the rear naked choke. Uh, Brandon Roval really struggling to uh, to um, escape, but kind of like a a rabbit trapped by a ball constrictor. Um, Pantoja is squeezing tight, and he and he's able to to force Brandon Roval to to tap. A great start to the card, and for for me, it. It was uh, a very slow trajectory there, going downwards. The cards started to to kind of fizzle out, and uh, bear in mind, like I said, I was what I was kind of dual screening with uh, with SummerSlam, so um, it was hard to really kind of uh, keep my attention on one or the other. Uh, but going into the second fight, we had Austin Hubbard and Vince uh, uh, Pichel in the lightweight division. And this uh, went to decision. Uh, all three judges gave it unanimous to Vince Pichel, and it was a it was a fair result. Uh, Vince Pichel uh, was much harder with uh, the the early uh, kicks, which uh, swept and uh, Hubbard off his feet. Uh, his uh, his uh, back of the calf kicks were were working really well. You could see uh, the the swelling coming up quite quickly on on uh, Austin Hubbard's uh, leg. Uh, and when it come to uh, throwing punches, Pichel just seemed to be uh, the more accurate. Um, Hubbard was looked like he was more powerful, but uh, Pichel was was way more uh, uh, accurate. Had a lot more output, uh, and it 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 just looked like he had. Uh, Hubbard's number all the way through the 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 whole, the, the whole of this fight. Coming towards the end of the the first round, there was a, a bit of an airport from uh, from Hubbard. Uh, Pichel says he felt that he was good, uh, but um, referee keeper he said uh, makes him take a little bit of time uh, to just to just to make sure that everything's okay. Uh, but it didn't seem to be um, affecting Pichel much when uh, when the the fight re- recommenced. Uh, he was still able to to avoid uh, Hubbard's big shots whilst landing the the porky jabs of his own, uh, going in for uh, maybe a takedown, which he just didn't uh, manage to get. And then we uh, we saw a trade of punches to to essentially end the round. Uh, uh, 
just as as Hubbard was was swept back down to the floor again. Uh, a lot of the same kind of stuff happened in 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 the second round. We see uh, a little bit more brawling uh, as as Hubbard tries to change uh, change levels and get more takedowns. Uh, not able to to get it, uh, so he uh, clinches a little bit and then he's able to to kind of push away and get back on his feet. Um, we see uh, Pichel keeping with that with that uh, attack um, that was working in the first round with with the with the low kicks following up with uh, with the rangy jabs and um, he kind of really started to to take the this fight by the scruff of the neck in in this second round for me landing a lot more big shots uh, Hubbard uh, to his credit kept walking forward but just kept getting tagged time and time again. Um, and the, it was the the way that uh, Vince Pichel was able to mix up his shots with the uh, adding those leg kicks in, getting the the, the quick one two jabs off, and it, it it looked like that Hubbard had had kind of met his match in this fight, uh, and the third round kind of rubber stamped that for me, and it was. Um, it was a little, probably a little bit more closer uh, with Hubbard being able to to get uh, takedowns and 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 well, essentially slip behind the back of uh, of Vince Pichel and was able to drag the action to the floor. He did, wasn't able to keep uh, Pichel down the first time for long, uh, but he was able to to regain the position and drag him back down again. Uh, but Pichel was able to turn this into uh, top position. Which then got turned again, uh, kind of recounter by uh, by Hubbard into uh, into a seated position. Uh, almost got a good position for the rear naked choke, but uh, Pichel was able to to fend that off. Um, and Hubbard uh, spins away, uh, allows the fight to get back to the feet. Um, but uh, Pichel went straight back to the what was winning him the fight in the first two rounds, and that was the the low kick, which really started to buckle um, Austin Hubbard. But uh, by this time, uh, Pichel uh, was able to just keep him at bay, knowing that Hubbard had that power. But uh, Pichel had, had outworked him for the for the fight. Was able to to just. Um, um, basically, just see this fight out to the to the end and pick up the very very decisive uh, points uh, uh, decision. So uh, great victory there for for Vince Pichel. So going into uh, the third fight on on the card, and we had uh, Trevin Jones against um, newcomer to the UFC Saeed Jacob uh, Kak Kak Ramanov. Uh, and what a great debut to have uh, for for Saeed uh, Trevin Jones coming into this fight one on one, leaving it uh, one and two, uh, and it was a a really really impressive performance by um, by Saeed Jacob. He's um, he started with a really big high kick, uh, and Jones was able to to just slip it uh, and and try to go for the takedown, uh, which he's then instantly kind of a uh, uh, switched into a, a beautiful uh, hip toss by uh, Kat Graminoff. 
and uh, Jones is Jones is able to get to his feet before before uh, Saeed Jacob Jacob is able to really kind of uh, capitalize. But he then jumps into a guillotine and drags uh, Trevin Jones to the floor. Uh, and this guillotine is it looks really really tight. Uh, but Trevin is able to just stay calm and 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 able to work his way out of it. But he, he seemed to be in that uh, in that position for a hell of a long time, using a lot of energy to uh, to keep keep um, himself in this fight. We get get the fact goes going back to the feet, uh, and Jones trying to clinch, trying to get enough time to uh, uh, regain his composure, get his breath back. Uh, but he he was wasn't really able to uh, do much with the with the uh, dominant position that he had, uh, even though he had uh, um, Said Jacob. Uh, up against the cage, he, he didn't land a lot of big shots uh, in it, and um, uh, Said was was looking more to capitalise and and uh, and and get the trip. Uh, unfortunately, was not able to, and uh, we kind of wound down uh, to the end of the the round where uh, Jones was uh, just able to hold that position, but not really kind of uh, uh, attacking uh, Said with with any kind of force. Going into the second round, um, we see that uh, Trevin Jones is able to uh, capitalise on on uh, a missed kick from uh, Saeed, but is uh, just not able to force the takedown, so he uh, he pushes the action up against the fence, uh, but Kak uh, Raminoff uh, quickly uh, spins away, pulls free, lands a huge right hand, lands a huge um, second one, uh, Jones tries to uh, to uh, change levels and grab a single leg, uh, but we see uh, um, uh, Kak Raminoff essentially hopping on one leg and still landing big shots, uh, landing some elbows, which uh, which forces uh, Trevin Jones to to drop the leg. We see some big high kicks and some heavy punches from Kak uh, uh, Raminoff. He's he kind of is he's sensing that this is fat is his for the taking. Um, and uh, it looks like Trevin Jones was taking a lot of big, big damages. Um, he was uh, able to slip a few punches uh, and 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 go for for uh, another takedown. But uh, Said is able to just push that away and land a big shot on the out, uh, which sees uh, Trevin Jones kind of really backpedaling, uh, trying to swing his way out of trouble. Um, both guys seeming to be uh, starting to really tire going towards the end of this uh the second round um but just as uh, as the the claxon is about to go we see uh Kat Raminoff able to uh, get the back of of uh Trevin Jones uh but just couldn't um uh just couldn't lock in the neck uh and the the referee uh stops as uh, as Jones is in mount trying to punch away Starting the third round, and again we start with kicks. This time it's from uh, from Trevin Jones, um, but uh, we see uh, Rachmanov has got that little bit of swagger now. He knows that this uh, this fight is his to lose. Landing some big kicks to the body, uh, huge uh, shots to the uh, with his right uh, and his left. Uh, just doesn't do a lot of damage, but it gives uh, Trevin Jones a lot to think about. Um, again, uh, Jones is able to catch a kick. 
Um, but uh, he's not able to keep hold of it this time. But on the way out, he lands a, a big rat. Uh, he's able to get the clinch, uh, gets it up against the cage. Again, looking for the trip. But uh, Saeed is able to kind of stuff that. Uh, and um, he's, he's, he's forced to a knee by Trevin Jones. But uh, he's quickly back on a flat base. Um, Jones is really uh, really controlling on the on the the the, the cage side now, but not again. Kind of like the, the his, uh, his period in the first round, he didn't do a lot with it. Um, uh, uh, Kat Ramanoff, uh, he was really the one who was trying to make things happen in this clinch, uh, trying to uh, to uh, work his way out as well as land some some shots, but. Uh, but Trevin Jones was not for, for letting him go. Uh, but eventually we see uh, Kat Ramanoff able to make some space. And again, he goes for that for that uh, quick guillotine. Uh, this time it's a, a stand-up guillotine. Um, uh, Kat Ramanoff puts his back to the cage to give himself a little bit more um, opportunity to, uh, to uh, posture up and really kind of stretch uh, Trevin Jones' neck. Um, unfortunately for, for Trevin Jones he's not able to pull free this time uh, the squeeze is very tight uh, Kat Ramanoff lets, the, lets the, um, the the hole go and we see uh, Trevin Jones go limp and he drops to the floor with about 20 seconds of the round to go uh, and Saeed Jakob Kat Ramanoff he's, um, he's got his debut win in the UFC so a great victory for him in the bantamweight and someone to certainly be looking forward to so going into the second half of this uh, main card, we go into the the heavyweight division, uh, and it's uh, Parker Porter versus Chase Sherman, uh, and this was uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a slugfest. These two aren't exactly known for being technically um, skilled uh, in terms of grappling or wrestling. These just come and want to beat the living piss out of each other. Uh, and kind of like the 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 previous fight, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, low leg kicks that that uh, that land, especially from from uh, Porter. He lands a quite a lot of them. Uh, Sherman uh, is he's more intent on throwing the uh, the jabs, uh, and quite a few of of those land. Uh, but in this in this first round, uh, while Sherman did. Um, did land quite a few of those jabs. Uh, he was able to make Porter bleed from the nose. Um, I think that Porter uh, landed more of the 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 cleaner shots, uh, especially in the first like three or four minutes of of this round. Uh, he eventually catches a kick uh, thrown by by Chase Sherman, gets the trip. He's able to drag the action to the ground. Uh, Tries to uh, to push up for for some for some ground and pound. Uh, Chase Sherman is able to um, manage to control the the wrists and 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 slow down the the pressure from Porter. But uh, it was certainly a very dominant position for for Parker Porter to end the round in. Um, he's able to press down on the neck and land a few big punches. Nothing too uh, really serious, but enough there to give the judges something to think about uh, going into the second round. Uh, and again, Porter kind of took the impetus in the second round, uh, landing quick uh, jabs uh, and a, a right hook. 
Sherman kind of uh, then goes into attack mode, tucks his chin down, starts swinging away, um, starts throwing the, the leg kicks, and we get like a little period where it's leg kick for leg kick, just uh, keep tapping at each other. Um, Sherman kind of uh, was starting to soak up some some big shots uh, and we get to a point where they both have, have really started uh, gassing each other out now. Uh, you see uh, Parker Porter and uh, Chase Sherman taking some huge lungfuls of, of breath. Uh, so the, the whilst the action does slow a little bit, um, we do see kind of like the wind up for, for some bigger shots, uh, especially coming from, from Chase Sherman. Uh, lands a, a huge right to, uh, to Parker, and then Parker literally fires straight back into his face and, and lands one of his own. Um, Parker goes again for the takedown, but the, uh, the, the energy level certainly isn't there. The the uh, the kind of uh, explosive power certainly isn't there. Uh, he eventually does uh, does try and land another takedown, just not able to uh, to force uh, Chase Sherman to the ground. So uh, we end the 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 second round with a little bit of kind of like. Um, swinging and missing almost like Bart Simpson versus Lisa Simpson where they were just uh, swinging and hoping for the best so coming out for the for the third round uh, Parker Porter seems to be the more confident I think he uh, he kind of understands these two rounds up in in this uh, in this uh, fight and and it's uh, Chase Sherman that uh, has all the work to do and Chase is, seems happy to to stay at the at the back of the cage it's uh, a really kind of risky strategy for someone who who for me was definitely two rounds down. Uh, Porter goes for the for the takedown, kind of like in the second uh, round, not able to to pull it off. Uh, and essentially, these two guys were absolutely exhausted, and the the output in this third round is is at a snail's pace. Uh, very slow punches, easy to telegraph for the opponent. Um, not really landing much until we get to uh, the last couple of minutes and we see uh, Chase Sherman picking off a few few shots but for each one that he uh, he lands uh, Parker Porter is able to, to land one um, himself we get an accidental kick to the ground which uh, gives both fighters a little bit of a, a reprieve uh, we take about a minute or so to uh, for, for Chase to kind of uh, gather his marbles, I suppose. And uh, we get back to uh, uh, the action, and Chase Sherman uh, knows he needs to do something. Comes out swinging, but uh, Parker Porter, to to his credit, is able to uh, keep there swinging with the with the best of them. Uh, bobbing, weaving. Uh, the fight ends essentially where it began, on the feet, and... Um, Parker Porter picks up the the unanimous decision. One judge giving uh, giving uh, Chase Sherman uh, the the second round, but uh, essentially it was uh, it was a unanimous decision. So let's get into this core main event now. Uh, Mark or Madsen, the Olympian, taking on uh, Claire, the uh, the Carpenter Guida here in the in the uh, lightweight division. Um, this was a, a really close uh, tight fight. Obviously, both these guys uh, really uh, excel in wrestling, but we also have, know that uh, Claire Guida has got that very excitable, dynamic, bouncy energy. 
um, which is which has always been his go-to. He's got he's had, he has one kind of a one kind of gear uh, that's going forward. Uh, whether he, he wins, loses, or draw, he's always going to give it his all, and he did that exactly in in this fight. Uh, but unfortunately, he met somebody who was able to to match him, uh, essentially punch for punch and and uh, takedown for takedown. Um, for 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 me. Um, uh, Mark Mark Madsen uh, is becoming one of the uh, more interesting fighters to watch in this lightweight division. Uh, so we we start with uh, big punches from both guys, uh, but uh, after after a few uh, minutes, we see uh, Madsen really kind of try and take control, uh, try and get the the fight to the ground. Obviously, using that uh, Olympic level wrestling base. Um, but Claire Green is having none of it. Uh, pulls away, tries to land big shots on on the way out, um, which uh, which one of them really kind of almost buckles uh, Mark Madsen. Uh, but he's able to uh, use that to change levels again. Claire Guida uh, quickly avoids the takedown. Uh, eventually, uh, Mark Madsen is in is in enough range that he's landing some big shots. That he's able to uh, to attempt to pin Claire Guida up against the cage, but Claire, um, with that with that high tempo, is able to uh, force his way out of danger. Again, he avoids quite a few a few more clinches. Um, lands a big right hand. Uh, but Madsen quickly answers back with with one of his own. Uh, then we get a, a, a period of leg kicks and, and flurries of punches. But uh, man, um, Mark Madsen ends the round uh, on the inside, controlling the head, uh, and we go into the second round. And again, uh, we see uh, Madsen attempting the takedown, trying to get the 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 fight to the ground. And for the for the second round in a row. Um, Claire Guida is uh, doing really well in in avoiding going down to the to the ground and and essentially being smothered by by uh, Marco Madsen. Um, Claire Guida lands a, a a low kick and he's throwing uh, some some big hooks. Uh, but we see uh, Mark Marco Madsen. He's I think he's kind of like soaked up the pressure. Knows what Claire Guida is all about now. Knows that there's not a lot of damage in there, even though the, there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of output. And he gets back to uh, the the stalking kind of um, almost vicious. Mark Madsen, Marco Madsen that we we've seen in the Otacon before. Uh, again, he's able to uh, force Claire Guida uh, to have his back up against the fence, um, and lands a, a beautiful uh, knee. Uh, lands a left, another left, and uh, we're seeing uh, Claire Guida really get uh, get tagged quite a little bit. Uh, he goes back to you trying to use his combinations. But unfortunately, he's uh, he's getting tagged quite a lot now. Uh, we're seeing uh, Madsen having a lot more success with his shots. Uh, it's almost as if Claire Green has slowed down a little bit, which is quite it's unfathomable, really. Uh, Claire lands a, 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 a low kick going towards the end of the far, uh, the end of the the round. Sorry, uh, but it, this round seemed to be uh, Madsen really kind of settling into. Uh, into the the fight, knowing that he he may not go to the ground, and knowing that he had to uh, change up his game plan and land a lot more shots. So third round starts with Claire Guida landing a huge right, 
um, which is countered by Madsen with a with a, a left of his own. Uh, Clay goes back to the the legs, uh, and he seems to be back to the more sprightly, energetic Clay Guida that we uh, that we all know. Uh, but this Mark Madsen, Marco Madsen really has got the confidence now, uh, landing. Uh, Lots and lots of crisp, clean jabs whilst he uh, he walks Clay down. Uh, Clay trying to uh, avoid Madsen uh, and using the, the the leg kicks as as a way to keep him at bay, but it's it 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 just doesn't work. And we see uh, the uh, Madsen landing some big lefts, some big rats, uh, landing more and more uh, accurate shots. Again, Clay. Using that leg kick to to keep uh, to keep uh, Madsen uh, at distance. Just unfortunately, it's uh, it, it's not enough because we see uh, that Madsen is landing more and more of those jabs, and we see the damage to uh, to Claire Guida. Uh, Claire Guida's face. He's uh, he's been tagged a hell of a lot, and it's a it's a stiff, stiff jab. Uh, eventually, we see Madsen drive the action back to the cage, lands a knee. Uh, uh, both of them start swinging hell for leather at the end of the third round. This was a really uh, exciting, interesting uh, fight. Um, Mark Madsen picked up the split decision. Uh, for me, could have gone. Um, I think Mark Madsen was the fair winner. Uh, you could have given Clay one of the rounds, but uh, one of the judges gave all three rounds to Mark Madsen, and I can see that point of view as well because I think Mark Madsen uh, was the the more um, I can't say active fighter, but more accurate fighter, more damaging fighter. Uh, Clay's output was certainly high, uh, but maybe just didn't have the the power of uh, Mark Madsen's and I think what was more impressive is that when Mark realised he wasn't going to the ground um, that that he had a second game plan uh, which you don't see a lot of uh, people who, who are so skilled in one proponent of MMA uh, have that uh, and it's and it, it's a really refreshing to see uh, and after the fight he, uh, he called out Gregor Gillespie which will be a fight I'd be really interested in seeing so then let's go to the the main event the uh the fact this card was based around uh Jared Cannonier on his uh on his return to the middleweight division taking on Kelvin Gastelum who's uh who's on a bit of a losing streak even though he's fighting uh some some big name fighters and 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 killers in these streets eventually you have to start winning some fights and unfortunately uh for me he got outclassed again in this fight uh, i think people have really kind of learned how to uh to attack Kelvin Gastelum uh, and avoid uh, losing to him uh, and unfortunately for, for him Jared Cannonier is just a, a no one in that long line of, of uh, losses for, for Kelvin Gastelum and a lot of the rounds were uh, were pretty similar to be fair um, it, the the focus was on uh, Gaslam keep getting tagged with those right hands. The the issue is he he's again kind of like Clay, uh, Clay Guida. He he's not afraid to put himself in the danger zone to land big shots. The problem is he doesn't land enough of those big shots to warrant the shots that he takes. 
uh, and in the in the first round he certainly took a hell of a lot of big shots. Uh, he certainly gave some some uh, shots of his own back. Um, but Cannoneers, um this is a guy who's fought at heavyweight, he's fought at light heavyweight, and now back at the middleweight division, he's got the power uh, and the, the the speed to bully somebody like Calvin Gaslam, uh, and he was able to, to do that for uh, long periods in, in this fight, uh, to the point where in quite a few uh, uh, points in the fight, we, it looked like Calvin was rocked. A couple of times he was actually knocked down uh, and uh, uh, there was at least one where he was he was sat on the floor because of the, of the shot. Um, fair play to Gaslam. He was able to to uh, to last the fight out. Uh, he's got a, a chin like granite and still is able to, even when he's been rocked, to quickly recover and start firing back a, almost like a, a Terminator but all the way through this fight he was getting he was getting tagged with some huge huge shots and like I said he, he was landing some some good stuff of his own but just not enough to to warrant uh looking at anybody else but Cannonier winning this fight uh for me Cannonier easily took the 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 first three rounds um potentially uh potentially the fourth so uh, out of the first four rounds, it was all for for uh, Calvin Gaslam to do, um, to 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 get the victory, and I don't think he he did enough. He he certainly turned up the pressure in the fifth round. Uh, I think he knew that uh, it was uh, it was all or nothing. Uh, but Cannonier certainly, like I said, had his number. Was able to uh, avoid those uh, those big big shots, uh, and the ones that did get through, uh, Cannonier was 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 able to to land them. We uh, we see an overhand right overhand right from uh, Gaslam that that uh, briefly puts Cannonier down, but he was uh, straight back to his feet. Uh, Gaslam uh, tried to uh, tried to kind of capitalise on that, uh, getting into the clinch, uh, but but um, Cannonier was able to, to duck the shots, avoid uh, Gaslam, um, move to the back um, and, and, and pull away. Uh, Gaslam lands uh, a couple more big shots whilst they, they come out, uh, but going towards the end of the fight, it's it's a cannoneer really soaking up that pressure, not uh, not really kind of um, having any shots that are, are really damaging him. Um, it was covered up well. Uh, Gaslam was landing a few of the few of the big shots, but nothing that uh, that worried Canada, uh, uh, especially when he's built up enough points in those in those first four rounds to 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 justify. Uh, being able to soak up the pressure in this in this last round, and the fact that it it went to the judges, I don't think uh, anybody was surprised when uh, it was given as a unanimous decision to uh, to Jared Cannonier. Um, the, I think the biggest surprise was that that they give two rounds to uh, to Calvin Gaslam and and not uh, and not just the final round. I think uh, if there's any round that I would say could be uh, a bit of a debate it may be the second one but for me I think that uh, that um, Cannonier, uh did enough in, in that round to to maybe say that 
there was an argument that he uh, won the round, but but the 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 fact is over the 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 twenty five minutes that this fight went, uh, Jared Jared Cannonier landed a hell of a lot more shots. He landed a hell of a lot more takedowns. Uh, Calvin Gaston actually scored zero out of his eight attempts at a takedown. So he was really um, kind of bullied uh, in this fight. And uh, Jerry Cannonier um, looking to be one of the people who had, I don't think he's he's uh, faced uh, Israel Adesanya uh, for the for the tile. So that'll be an, an interesting pick. Uh, but one thing that that maybe does need bringing up is that Robert Whittaker absolutely destroyed both of these opponents. Uh, so I think it just goes to show just how much Robert Whittaker gets slept on by, uh, by huge sections of the, uh, of the MMA community. Uh, so maybe um, it's time to put a little bit of respect on uh, Bobby Knuckles' name. Uh, but yeah, essentially that's uh, that's a UFC fight night. Uh, Cannoneer versus Gaslam all wrapped up. So we uh, we have got a UFC next weekend as well. It's uh, Edson Barboza versus uh, G- uh, Giga Chikadze. Um, so that'll be an interesting fight in the featherweight division. Uh, we've also got Kevin Lee versus Daniel Rodriguez on the card. Uh, and Gerald Mayshaw, who seems to fight every other week recently. He's taking on uh, Mahmoud Muradov. So definitely tune in next week for that. Uh, otherwise, you can find me on the Twitter at Podfather Mags. You can follow all the great networks that, are, that are provide a platform for five, uh, five rounds uh, at Visionaries Global Media, at The Chair Shop, and of course here at Radio Techers. But thank you all for listening, and I shall speak to you again next week. Time to be